Hey, slip, slide, tryna provide for me. For me. For me. Yes, 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 y'all. What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of Illegal Intellect. Uh, just want to say shout out to anybody that, uh, you know, pray for, you know, my surgery or, you know, hope I had a good surgery. Everything worked out good. Uh, I did think I was going to die when I got back from the oral surgeon's office, but everything made away. I'm having a, a good response to everything. No crazy swelling of any sort or didn't really have any bleeding that took place after the first four hours of being back home and stuff after my you know my face stopped being numb it was, it was a crazy experience and even the, the medicine I'm, I'm glad I'm not dependent on it as far as the pain because whoo but it had me out there but anyway man I hope everybody had a good week and I hope y'all got some rest I know I had some rest had a had a lot of time off from work and just sitting down reflecting on my life and even thinking like today it's like it's it's a beautiful day for me because in in 2012 this is the day that I decided that I would give my life over to God and I know for some people that may know me or you know might be thinking ah oh, man like I I thought you did that like a long time ago but it was really when I got to college in 2012, November 11th. You know, I decided that, you know, it was it was really time to make a decision for myself and for my life based on actually reading scripture and getting to know God for myself. And that's basically what this episode is, is going to be about. I know I said, you know, I, I got to give an episode to deserve its own episode. And, you know, it just happens that this episode actually comes out on the day that I released my podcast, Thursday. You know what I'm saying? Praise God for that. Clap it up. And with that being said, I'm going to start off by saying um, I've alluded to the fact that, you know, I grew up in a, a splint parent situation. And, you know, it was, it was kind of confusing in the beginning, I will say, because when I went to visit my dad, you know, I went to church on Sundays with, you know, him, my stepmother, you know, my brother, my sister. And then when it was the other two weeks when I went with my mom, you know, we didn't go to church. You know, we just kind of enjoyed ourselves on Sundays. And even thinking I was I was growing up a lot with with the dual life and trying to balance everything, even like on one hand, as I got older to think, you know, I'm living in the projects, you know, for the majority, you know, of my elementary on the weekdays and then like four days out the month, you know, my dad's living in the suburbs or my family's living in the suburbs of Sassoon and it's just completely, completely different environment. And it was just weird for me to just battle with the fact that like, you know, I had uh, so much freedom in essence of like my mother, like really trusted me, really trusted that she did her job, you know, as a parent and that I would make the right decision. So uh, I had a lot of I had a lot of freedom about myself as far as like, you know, as long as I was doing what I needed to do in school and, you know, not doing anything crazy, you know, I could be outside. I could have fun. I can join myself. I could be a, a kid. Right. And then on the other hand, I had where, 
when I had to eventually end up living with my dad when I was 11, thinking like there was so many like rules, regulations, and restrictions on how I'm supposed to conduct myself. And it was, it was a very tough adjustment. And then even from that point going forward, it's obviously like I'm, I'm in church way more than I've ever been as far as like now I go to church on Tuesdays. Now I got to go to choir rehearsals. Now I got to really pick a ministry to be a part of where, you know, I didn't really have to, you know, commit to anything like that before. And, you know, even to set some of this up, uh, I did end up getting baptized once when I was eight years old. But uh, even that experience was like a, a weird experience for me because I don't really remember anybody asking me like, like before anything took place, like, you know, do I believe in God? Do I understand what my life is about to be going forward? Do I really understand like what really took place in essence of what baptism represents? And even thinking, obviously, at the time, I believe that Jesus died, he rose, he lived. But as far as really what I was signing up for, I had no idea. And I just, you know, end up getting baptized at eight just to rewind a little bit and thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm good now, right? But, you know, as I continued to grow older, especially like as I got into high school, you know, you know, Christianity for me at the time just seemed like I'm really just going to follow these set, these set of rules because it's more in line with how I see myself going in the future, regardless of what anybody else thinks. At the time, like my biggest concerns was I've shared in my, my fear episode you know, I didn't want to have a baby out of wedlock. You know, I wasn't trying to do do nothing too crazy to pretty much jeopardize my my future. And I felt like the Bible's guidelines at the time was really helping me with that. But even with that being said, I, I knew I wasn't reading the Bible as much when I was in high school because I didn't want to become convicted. I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I couldn't rely on my ignorance anymore because I felt like a lot of the times when I would read my Bible, like, it would say, like, a lot of things that it would, that would be hard to ignore. Like, there's no, for me, personally, it's just hard to read a book like that that's saying so many profound things or how you actually should conduct yourself, like, in the world and just try to act like you've never seen them. And it, it became even harder to think that the people, you know, before me, you know, who are supposed to be, like, guiding me in this way, I felt like, what what... The concept of church was for me at the time wasn't seeming to be like Jesus ministry or real life, in my opinion. It just seemed like, you know, we just show up to church on Sundays. Everybody thinks like, we, you know, my family was a happy family and everything was good. But it just seemed like after Sunday, literally after I got off church, like that switch cut off and it was really back to the real scheduled programming to even think sometimes the esteem that people hold over you and thinking, oh, you, you're a preacher's kid as far as your peers, thinking like, oh, this is why you act like this or this is why you do this stuff. And even like, you know, the standards that other members of a congregation are holding you to just seem a little bit absurd to me. And even in thinking like outside of like one family that I hung out with the most, who I'm still close with till this day, one of my one of my closest friends, it's like they gave me an opportunity to realize like, man, like <laughs> we we actually are like in this 
together. This is actually representing more for me what, what the Bible stands on and actually having like relationship and fellowship like daily, like knowing what's going on daily, you know, with each other, you know, not not just always what people would think is like ritualistic practices. But given that, you know, I, I remember as I got older, especially once I was about to graduate high school, you know, I came to this conclusion, you know, I'm I'm never going back to church again when I go to college. Like, I'm done with the church thing. Like, that's just something I, I need to do, like, for right now, because obviously, like, it was these the rules I'm under. I'm going to go to church while I'm here type deal. I'm just going to fall in line. But I was like, oh, when I leave, because I knew I was going to school out of state, I knew I was going to do my own thing. And... It's it's crazy to think that, you know, when I first was in college early on, like, you know, my my dad and my stepmother used to call me like frequently and ask, like, what's I looking for a church to go to? And I used to always like be lying, you know, like, you know, yeah, like I kind of just overslept. I didn't get a chance to. But, you know, I'm looking for one uh, and I'm going to make sure I go to church and stuff like that, knowing good and well. You know, I, I wasn't looking for a church to go to at all, legitimately. The only thing I cared about at that time really was, like, working on my jump shot and, like, going to the gym and training because I wanted to be a walk-on for my college basketball team. Like, that was all I was concerned about. And, I mean, I mean, obviously, more importantly, a big point I've made in reference in my Young Scholar series was, like, women. So, yeah, I, I shoot, there wasn't no women that I was dealing with at the time, you know, or interested in. I was going to church like that in my early college months. But, uh, you know, I found myself, you know, coming to this moment where, you know, I was I was walking back from the club with, with my boys. And I kind of just walked ahead by myself a little bit. And I just start thinking, like, man, like, you know, if this is, you know, all I came to school for, like, life, life is meaningless. It's boring. At the time, it's like, you know, I've been to these parties. It's not really nothing different. I was on the, you know, Dean's list at the time, had like 3.5, and I just felt like I, I wanted more. Like, if this is all I basically, you know, you know, set myself up for in a sense of going to school, it's like, this is, this is boring. Like, this is weak. Like, this is not enough. And crazy enough, you know, my, my best friend who ended up going to college with me ends up, like, hitting me up one day. It's like, hey, uh, I just got invited to go to this church today. They told me that they got uh, basketball and free food. And, I, you know, I had my squad up. I'm like, oh, we in there. Like, we going. And I end up, uh, you know, getting there. Uh, and I, Shoot. The, the first meal we had was, like, it was fried chicken, green beans, corn, macaroni and cheese and and peach cobbler was the dessert and man let me tell y'all man this this was the first home-cooked meal i had ever had since i left school left for school and i just remember being when i said grace that day like being so thankful to really having some real food like legitimately like the cat food just wasn't cutting it like you know, McDonald's was just what I had to do to survive. Like, Top Ramen is what I had to do to survive. But the fact that, like, this was, like, the, my first home-cooked meal just just felt very special to me. And even thinking, like, they was like, you get, get more, get more. So, you know, I definitely overindulged. 
and but I was very thankful at that moment. And then I found myself. They had a Bible study before they play basketball. So I go to this, the Bible study and I don't, man, I still to this day don't really remember what's being said in that study, but a, a lot of what was being touched on just spoke to me in a way like, like, yeah, like this seems to be what I was just talking about the other day and like want more for myself. So I, you know, I end up getting done with that study, playing basketball, doing my thing. And next thing I know, I, you know, I found out they start having studies on my at my school campus like every Monday in the male dorm that I actually lived in. So, you know, we, uh, me and my best friend, we go to a couple studies and I invite my other boys to go to the studies. And, you know, the the campus minister at the time, his name was uh, Mackie Shed, and. He starts touching on these scriptures and I'm thinking like, I, you know, I've been to, going to church for a long time. Like I've never heard these scriptures. I've never this, 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 some don't sound right here. And I kind of remember walking away from these studies, really thinking, you know, with my best friend, like, like, now nah, this, this sound wrong, bro. Like some ain't right about this place. Right. And I remember studying, like, basically, like, after every Bible study we went to, just trying to find a way to prove the campus minister wrong. And, you know, it was just after so many attempts, even calling a couple people from uh, the church that we used to go to, like, the way that we depicted the situation was, like, really bad in a sense. You know, but we basically kind of came to the point, you know, like, man, like, could we really call ourselves Christians if we didn't know what was in the Bible? Like if we hadn't really took the time to, to study it for our, ourselves and a lot of private studies that my best friend would go to on Tuesdays. Also, they would study with him privately and I would go to some of them. And a lot of the times like what was happening was like they never really got into like like personal arguments or vendettas with us, they would just always have a passage to turn to in the Bible and really just just keep reading the Bible, just keep letting the Bible basically argue for itself a lot of questions we had. And I remember one day and thinking, you know, I was so tired, I wasn't going to the Bible study on a Monday. I end up, you know, waking up, I walk across the street, and, you know, my best friend, both my best friends at the time in, in college is like, hey, man, like, you know, we we going to the church tonight. We going to get baptized. I'm telling y'all, bro, it's like it's 11 o'clock in the morning at the at the, at this moment. Oh, at night, not in the morning. It's 11 o'clock at night. They're like, yeah, we, we about to go get baptized. And, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, y'all y'all need to go ahead and do that. Y'all need to go ahead and fix yourselves. And I end up just getting in the van with, like, you know, like nine, what was it? I think it was like nine other people. So it was like 11 of them like total going to get baptized. Like my, my boys, some football players, and some other people that have been going to the studies for a while too. And, you know, people in there getting baptized, and I was remember just waiting in the church, and I just got to thinking to myself like, you know, after all this studying I've been doing and actually getting in the Bible, it's like, you know, what really is going to happen to my life when this is all said and done? You know, like, it, it'd be nice to to really know. And then on top of that, like I said, it was the first time I, I was in a, getting taught about, you know, discipleship. 
and thinking like, you know, it's, you know, for the first time somebody saying it's not just on like the pastor to put the word out there to people, but we can do the same thing. And we, we should, we're called to do the same thing, you know, to live in God's design for us as far as loving God and loving, loving people as we love ourselves. And, you know, I just got to thinking like, you know, I, I can't even let this thought of like, you know, I grew up Baptist. So it's, it's, you know, I can't, I can't get baptized here. Or like, I gotta, let me just wait it out. Some, like, I just knew, like I had this moment right now to make that decision. And I, I just remember just really being just deeply moved and just even for the first time thinking like, you know, I'm really the person that put Jesus on the cross. Like Jesus had to die on the cross because of me. Because I was I was out here being sideways or because like I chose to shun him, which was pretty plenty of moments where like I did. Like when I look back on it, I felt like like just deeply moved to the point to where it's like, yeah, I got to do something about this. And I really even felt thankful for the first time that Jesus actually died and he rose for me. And, you know, I went ahead and I made that decision. I was the last person to get baptized. I was like, like 12 people got baptized. I think by the time I got baptized, it was like 12 in the morning. And I just remember, man, getting up out that water. And first and being honest, I was like, ah, oh, bro, this water warm. I thought it was going to be cold. And uh, but I just got up out that water, man, and I just felt so happy. I, I felt so happy. It just felt like like really for once, like what I had been looking for, like I, I found I found, man, like I found it. And it was it's, it's sometimes even right now doing this episode is it's it's hard, you know, to put that that feeling in the words to think like I'm actually a part of something now that's going to fulfill me. Like all the stuff that I was thinking that was going to fulfill me like it wasn't going to do it. And even with that being said, you know, my life even became like more troublesome after I made this grand decision. Cause even here I was thinking like everything is fixed now, everything is gonna be fine. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't that, you know. <laughs> you know, I found myself going through like real trials and tribulations after that. You know, to thinking like what I've shared in previous episodes, like, you no, know, I I end up, you know, shoot, after that, shortly after I end up giving up my my virginity. You know, just in December, which is just like a, a month after before I went back to Christmas break. And, you know, I, I found myself in a confusing situation there where like even the woman that I had gave my virginity to where I was thinking like, you know, I, I was conflicted because I was like, you know, I don't you know, I don't really love her. I don't really know her like that. But even in thinking in essence, like I think this is going to be my my girlfriend or I'm gonna have a relationship with her, you know, but it didn't, it didn't end up being that she just ended up disappearing and I, you know, I kind of even remember finding myself just like, you know, having like a really a plethora of like, like different situations, like with women, like from that point on. And even thinking like after that, like even from that point, it was like the first time I had ever even got like introduced to like porn. And then I found myself like struggling with that. And I, I had more, just a whole lot more stuff just like complicate my life and even to going from that to thinking like you know got a girlfriend and end up getting off getting off the porn or whatever 
But, you know, you know, some other things was just taking place that was just like really like like messing me up, like in the head. And you take all that and combine it with me, like sharing, like I went back to school to try to start my sophomore year. And I'm getting told like, nah, like you owe some money unless you pay this money, you can't go to school. And then I found myself, you know, back at home, filling out job applications, jobless and even going to that feeling that I shared before is like thinking my life is over. Like what, what is going on here? You know, like where really like, where is God at? Where is he at? And even trying to find a way to smile through all this and keep working and praying through all this. Like, you know, it was was a real struggle, man. But I look back on them times and I think the biggest thing that helped me get through like a lot of these situations even thinking like shortly after, you know, I get the money to go back to school. Like, you know, my, my dad, my stepmother, like going through it and getting a divorce. And I'm just thinking like, these is like my, my two role models here on like, like, like love from the Christian point of view, like married, like my mother was never married, like, or, you know, nothing ever got like that, that serious from where I'm standing to where like, you know, I was thinking like, ah, like, okay, like, bruh, my mom's going to be in something serious given at that time, you know? And it was just like when they was like about to walk away from it, it just started plaguing my mind like once again. It's like, like, I don't even know if like love will work for me. Like, I don't know, you know? And I remember thinking I had my same girlfriend at the time and I had to make my girlfriend essentially break up with me because, you know, I got I made myself so busy I could never talk on the phone to have my relationship because I didn't I just didn't want to I didn't know how to talk about like the hurt I was feeling, you know, from my my dad and my stepmother's divorce. Like it had really hurt me so bad. And even the hurt that I was feeling for like my my siblings, just like I didn't know I really didn't know what to do. It was almost like, thank God, I kind of got to go to college to kind of run away from the issue. But it was it was bothering me so much. I remember the only person I was talking to at the time, you know, was was my best friend who we ended up getting to be roommates that year. And I just got off all social media. I wouldn't get no hair because I just, you know, was growing my hair out. And, you know, ironically, like people was calling me like J. J. Cole because, you know, our, our hair was kind of the same length. And people think all light skinned people look alike, you know. But I remember and thinking with all this stuff going on. I really started to take a a deeper dive, you know, into the faith. And by that, like, I really got, got really as close as I could to, to my campus minister, man. And he really became like, like a second father for me. You know, if I could put it in those terms to where it's like any question I had, like, or of confusion, I started, I started asking him any question I had, like about, you know, sex, polygamy, marriage, relationships, like children. And, you know, the best thing that he did for me, you know, was not just simply like, oh, let's just crack open the Bible and it has the answer. Um, He really like sort of like adopted me like unofficially by really letting me be involved in his life. Like there wasn't a moment where like he just wasn't like, you know, picking me up and taking me to the studies with people or taking me to his kids' games, like whether it be his daughter's volleyball games, his son's basketball games, and invite me over to his house to have dinner with them, or even when they would go to restaurants. And, you know, I didn't, ha- I didn't have any money. You know, I was 
I was struggling. Man, like this man was just like really being cool with me. And I remember, I remember one time, like he was explaining to his son who was like, you know, you know, how come sometimes like a, you know, a kill just gets like water. He doesn't want to eat with us. And he was like, he was just explaining to me. He was like, like a kill doesn't have money like that all the time. So, you know, he still wants to hang out with us, but he, he can't really, he can't eat all the time, but he's also scared to just ask me, you know, just to help him. And knowing that, like, you know, we're his family too. Like we care about him. Like we love him. And he always, I like, end up like, like basically like uh helping me out like when they went out to meals and stuff but man really i really he really just made me a part of his family it's even thinking like when he was about to move to another house you know before he moved to another state like like he would be searching for a house that always had like an extra room or something be always asking me like man like if i get this house like would you move in with us like or what you think about this house really asking me my opinions and you know i really believed him but I brought that up to basically like say in essence, you know, what I really think the hardest part is about this this journey is, you know, enough of us that think like we have that we have, you know, arrived or you know, we we are saved per se. You know, we're not we're not doing enough to make sure that that's known. And what I mean by that is like, we're not, we're not spreading the love out there. Like to think that a lot of people are thinking that money is going to fix their life. You know, a woman is going to fix their life. Like sex is going to fix their life. And it just seems like all empty because like, I think what people are really searching for in essence of when I say, obviously God, but it's like, you know, God represents love like wholeheartedly. And I think that's really what's missing from people. And I get, I, you know, I touched on like certain situations like privy to me, but sometimes I think about sometimes when I find myself in situations now, like as a Christian and for the most part, you know, I'm not, I'm not like other, other Christians or whatever people might think that may mean like some of the, like really some of the way that I was raised it still conflicts with me to this day. And I'm, I see the world like totally different in essence of like, how could I, I can't, I find it hard to turn my back on people that are really struggling or people that don't know any better or people that I really relate to and thinking like, man, they used to be like me. And, you know, sometimes I find myself in that same situation now where you know, sometimes even even people that, that you you find yourself going to church with, you know, they'll they literally can like turn turn their back on you or want nothing to do with you. But still be claiming that they love God. And it's it's it is a very it's a very hard situation to find find ourselves in and thinking like be, because somebody doesn't have the upbringing that we have or the views that we have on life or because they'll never like be exactly like you a hundred percent that, ah, like I, I, I can't have nothing to do with that. Or people just say out loud, like, you know, like I, I support you. Like, I love you. I still care about you, but it's an essence. Like even when you don't make it about yourself, when you, when you just make it about like other things or other causes that people are, are very big on, like you see it. Like sometimes I, I even think like, a lot of us look out at a lot of catastrophes in the world 
and I'm not saying we shouldn't care about, you know, the world as a whole or crazy things that happen, but it's like, it's so many catastrophes happening right in front of you, even within your own families, even within your own peers, like your own friend groups, like they're right there in front of you and we'll, we'll turn the blind eye or we even try to pretend like these people must be okay. You know, like, I've been talking about this concept a lot lately where a lot of people will be claiming like, you know, we're all Christians, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. But it's like, you know, are we really brothers and sisters in Christ when it comes to this? You know, is that what people who are not a part of God, is that what they see? Is that what they know? Do they really believe that we love each other the way that we fake that we love each other to think that we don't? Man, we, we, we are so not involved in anybody's lives Everything is shocking to us by what we see on Twitter, by what we see on Facebook, by what we see on Instagram or it, it, it even sometimes it's funny. It's taking social media for us to figure out what's going on with people. And we was just in people's faces the other day. We got people's real phone numbers in, in our phones and we don't call them and we don't check on them. We don't see what's going on to even think I, I was just saying on Instagram not too long ago. I didn't even know it was a, a, a mental month for men. Nobody, nobody had told me, you know, and in essence, you know, I've seen a lot of women reposting it on Instagram. But I mean, even with that being said, is like how many people did you actually see? Is their mental health OK? How many people have you checked on to be like, you know, are their parents really OK? Like what's really going on? Are, do they are they really out here feeling like they have people they can depend on? Do they really feel like? If they could give you some information that you would treat it right and you wouldn't judge them. And it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's it's it's, it's very crazy to think like even sometimes like, man, everybody's not even going to do everything right, which I get. But it's like a lot of us are sitting back in and we're not doing anything about it. We're not doing anything about nothing. We're just like, you know, I got mine like I'm saved. I'm good. Everybody else can figure it out for themselves. But it's like a lot of the experiences and love that people have shared to me, like I've gone on and wanted to pay that same love to somebody else that I know needs it. In essence, in saying like I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for other people, I, I would have never probably got baptized this, you know, November 11, 2012, you know, if I wasn't so concerned about, you know, my friend really wanting to to go to college or just you know just do something that he wanted to do just just live his wildest dreams i guess but in essence it was like he got to college the only thing that ever made him get out was the church that was it and he's the most nicest person i've ever met on this earth like i i, I tell i tell this man all the time i could learn a lot from him I, I wish i could be like him it's hard to but i know one thing like when people treat him crazy or with disrespect it actually makes me the most angry because i know like he really tries to go out and love everybody and not not like this in essence of just like uh like i just love all just i love all human life like he really loves people where they're at and i even see with him why his friendships and relationships with people have have been so transformative for even him or other people because he's he's loved people no matter what and i feel like that is why he is one of my my best friends for me and then even in essence of thinking like how i knew i wasn't on track 
with being saved at first to even think like I, I when I was just saying to him, like, yeah, you need to go get your life together. Go ahead and fix that. When it was like I was really literally right there with him, but I couldn't admit it. I couldn't admit it at the time. Like, I, I need to get my life together, too. I'm tired of struggling, too. I'm tired of feeling like I'm alone, too. You know, I want to have a I want to have a greater purpose, too. Even in thinking like my some my other friends, man, who've like, you know, like I said, man, I was going through some crazy parents going through a crazy divorce, man. I've, I've lived with my best friend twice, twice, like him and his mom just took me in. And his mom is like a, a whole nother mother to me. And just thinking like, like, man, like that, like that feeling feels so feels so good. It feels so good to be able to say, like, you know, somebody loves me enough that they would try to bear my burden. You know, it's like and, you know, they obviously it's like, you know, you know, we don't have to. Right. But it's like, man, like I'm, I've gone on to do so, so many great things because of the love that people have shown me. And I think we find ourselves in the midst of a world and in cancel culture and just being afraid to love people. It even even to the point to where sometimes we find ourselves in situations we like, ah, like I knew I should have never did this. I regret this whole situation and thinking like, like, man, this is this is still what it's going to take, though. So even to think like, why should I regret trying to love somebody? Why would I want to try to regret trying to make somebody's life better? You know, I've been in relationships where men, it didn't work out, man. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, I know. I know I tried my best. I know I tried my best to love them. Even when they kept telling me, like, I don't even understand, like, why you why you're still here. Or one day, you know, they was even telling me, like, one day, like, I just know you're going to leave me. But it was like I was trying my best to love them, you know, and I still want the best for them. Like, but really want the best for them. Like, not this not this fake support or anything. Like, if something like really, really was to go down or they needed my advice, man, like. I would be there right for that person. And even thinking, you know, where I find myself, like when I moved back to Huntsville and thinking because, you know, I couldn't go to church anymore. And it was it was getting kind of hectic for me, you know, being in California under the circumstances I was under, you know, but thinking, man, I had to I had to come back. And what got my life back on track, man, really was just stepping back and hanging out with, the you know, with the same people that was, you know, just just loving me. The most that I've ever been loved. And that's why I always found it crazy. Like how people would be like, oh, bro, like you're crazy, bro. This is the most you go to one of the most racist states in the country. But it's like, man, it's from where I'm standing at, man. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist, but I'm like, man, people that look nothing like me, that have grew up nothing like me, have loved me more than my own people. Than the own people that I identify with, than my own people that I'm that I'm still fighting for, like people that they look nothing like me, you know. But you know, the, the one thing that that they have always shared with me is is the love of Christ. Like that's what they've always started with, and that was what they've always ended with. And thinking like, you know, people wasn't sitting here judging me based off of like, you know, what job I had, what job I didn't have. You know, how tall I was, like how short I was or how attractive I was, or how attractive I'm not like 
you know, my, my value was never, wasn't based off that. It was all, you know, people just coming up to me saying like, you know, I'm, I'm happy you're back. I'm happy you're back. Like you meant a lot to our lives. Like you've cared, you cared about us a lot. Like you, you know, even thinking one of one of man, one of my other boys, man, who was like, man, I, I hang around like him and his children all the time and thinking like, man, like, <laughs> like the, the fact that, you know, the way that they look at me is just like, man, like, like we really are a family. Like they really like my, like the youngest siblings I could ever have. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's just, man, it's priceless, man. It's priceless. You know, I, I found myself like, a, you know, just last month and thinking like, I was going through one of the most difficult times with some news that my mom had bestowed upon me. And, you know, it just got to a point to where one day, you know, I had a conversation with my mom and my mom was telling me, you know, keep, keep doing your podcast. It's helping me. It's helping me. And, you know, I used to think, man, I'll never be able to, to help my mom unless I bought her a house. Unless I gave my mom like all this money, like I, you know, I used to never, I could, I, that's how I used to think. But it's like to really hear my mom saying like, you know, what I've been saying, she, 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 she loves it. She loves it, you know? And she was like, you know, people, people need to hear this. And, you know, I was almost crying today having this thought when I was listening to the Donda album, you know, cause, it's, it's been one of the most transformative albums for me as far as, like, it's crazy to think that a lot of people are saying, oh, this is demon music, this is demonic, this is crazy, but it's like, this is the most that I've really heard a rapper really talking about the concepts that Jesus is talking about, like, ever, and this guy doesn't even claim to, quote-unquote, be a gospel rapper, right? Kanye's not not making that claim to thinking we we don't bat an eye, when the music is about like turning up or drinking or, you know, popping a perk or killing this person or, you know, just getting head from a woman, all this stuff. I mean, don't bat no eyes. We not like saying this is devil music and we need to cancel this person or this person is weird. We like, nah, that's normal. But, you know, I, was, I just hear a lot of uh, man. I listen to this album like so much and thinking like like this is even the, the freedom and the space that I, that I want to have. For the sake of being able to help other people receive love, to think we're in a place to where like even Christians are afraid to talk about God in essence of being, you know, fired in essence of being rejected in in essence of being selfish, you know, keeping the good news to ourselves, you know. And the thinking, when I think about illegal intellect, what my podcast stands for, like, Jesus was the first person, man, to come here and really, like, embody that. To think, like, people was out here like, Jesus, why are you hanging out with prostitutes? Why are you hanging out with lepers? Why are you hanging out with tax collectors? Why are you hanging out with some of the most detestable people, like, people that we can't stand? Why are you trying to help these people? Why are you trying to love these people? And it's like, man... Jesus, countless times, is like, man, I came here for the sick. Like, these are people that need me the most. And I'm here saying there's so many people out here that used to be like me. Or that's even still probably where I'm at till this day. 
right? Because I'm still trying to figure this thing out for myself. I'm still trying to grow myself. It's, it's so many people out here that have these same thoughts that's going through the same thing that I, that I went through. It's, it's so many people out here and we, we, man, some of us, we just run away from them all the time, right? And a lot of us is thinking like, oh, like people just daring to be different all the time. But it's like, you know, I found myself having a hard time even with like, you know, the people that claimed to love me was the ones that hurt me the most. But, you know, it was because of my faith in God, I realized that, you know, I could still love these people despite that because they hurting just like me, you know? My my father is is still hurting, just like me. I haven't talked to my father in a while, you know. But it's like, man, like I know my my father is still hurting from what happened to him when he was a kid. But it's like, you know, I'm not repaying him with an iron for an eye or or two for a tooth, you know. I, I'm still I I still love this man to this day. Like I'm not I'm man. I told him straight up last time we talked. I'm not worried about fixing any of that you know him not being there for me my whole life some of the stuff i had to go through because of decisions him and my mother made it's like we can skip all that though we can just love each other right now we can build a relationship right now it's like man a lot of people be like you don't smoke you don't drink like it's just because you 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 a christian and all this stuff it's like man i didn't really get down with that stuff before then man if you knew what a drink did to some of the people that's in my family that I love. You wouldn't want to offer me a drink. You know, I worked in I worked in rehab where people like really went all in. You know, on these things. It's like if 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 you if you've seen and talked to some of the people that I've talked to, man, you wouldn't want to offer me a drink. Like you you wouldn't want to do it. Like, like, like that, like that serious. Even thinking when I used to, like seriously, like when it's like I used to think I would find my love from women because I wasn't getting my love at home and thinking like, man, I've been to the point to where like I had made, you know, I made some people in particular, like put them above like God. And it was all said and done. I was in the same place, like crushed and crumbled and not knowing what I was supposed to do next. That's where I was at. But, it's, you know, the people that was really tapped in with me, man, came in and, and poured that love into me, man, and helped me get back. Helped me get back right, you know? You know? Like, it's I'm, it's really it's really a journey. It's crazy to think. Jada Pinkett Smith says this all the time. You know, I do agree with it. It's a journey. But it's like, you know, I really I really take it, like, like legit serious, man, like, in thinking, like, uh, this is the happiest that I've ever been in my life. This is the freest that I've ever been in my life. And thinking, what what do I have to be afraid of if we all still going through the same struggles, if the same problems there was 2,000 years ago is still happening now, you know? What, what do I have to lose, you know, by saying, like, I really want, like, real unity. I really want real love amongst people, even even with us having our differences and saying we can still meet at the table or even if we don't want to meet at the table, I can still want the best for somebody else, you know, or why, you know, why should I still be thinking like, you know, I'm an American. I got to get my own. I got to stay off to myself. I got to build this perfect life for myself. And once I'm good, I'm great. But it's like, is that is that really fulfilling when I got to go outside and it's still terrible outside to thinking like, you know, we we should be trying to get to work 
and spread love as much as possible. But some of us is married. Some of us got girlfriends. It's like it's still people. It's still women getting kidnapped out here. It's it's still man. It's 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 men getting kidnapped. It's men getting killed. You know, brutality is still amongst us. And we still we just sit back like everything is fine, like everything is good. Or we'll sit back and be like just watching the news and we'll just be contemplating like this is what I would do or this is what people should do. But we ain't doing nothing. We're not doing nothing. Most of the time we're arguing with people more on Twitter than we are willing to sit down and have real conversations with people we know. We writing people off and saying they just weird. They just off. We should have nothing to do with them. What's going on with them instead of pulling up. And really seeing what's going on and trying to help them out. Trying to help our fellow men, man. Like, you know, we're more eager to talk about people or say, you know, we can't feel bad about nobody. You know, but it's like, man, when it's us, we don't treat it like that. Like, we don't. Like, we want all the forgiveness. Like, we want all the second chances. We want all the love. And more importantly, I think, man, that's what the example for those who claim to be Christians, Christ has laid out for us himself. How many times have we done Christ wrong and we're still forgiven? We're still in his love. We still get in his grace. We still get in his mercy. How many times? Like how many times, you know, it when it thinking like Jesus, Jesus knows some things about us that even the closest people that love us don't even know. That we that some of us still having a hard time sharing because we bro, we know we know, bro, it'd be it'd be it'll crumble. But it's like Jesus is willing to say, like, man, like, you know, you can you can bring it here to me. You can bring it here to me. I, I can help you change. I can help you do better. I can help you save yourself from yourself. You know, it, you know, in essence, you know, a lot of Christians try to leave it at like, oh, if you don't come and rock with God, like you're going to hell. But it's like, man, it's the same thing for Christians, too, to be like, if you're not if you're not doing what he called you to do, like he'll tell you, I don't know you. Like you can go to hell too. Like, like that's that's what we, we be so up in arms about saying like, what's demonic, what's satanic, you know, and thinking like, but are are we the ones that have found the enlightenment? Are we doing what God has called us to do? Are we living like Jesus as best we can? Like, are we really out here doing that? You know. How many widows are we looking after? How many orphans are we trying to help, you know, in whichever way that may looks like? How many people are we even just trying to give advice to? How many people are we just trying to be a role model for, mentor for, you know? In essence of thinking like, man, how, how many people are we just like, man, like when people be like, hey, man, like, yeah, can I get $2 or whatever? And like, ah, oh, bro, like I don't just carry cash, you know, like, or do we let it leave at that? Are we like, you know what? I don't have no cash, but, you know, you know, what do you need me to get for you? Like, what do you need? You know, how many people's needs are we meeting? You know, we, we man, even to think man, we we will be so up in arms about relationships, you know, and I was just reading this book. I just started the other day. It's like, you know, the, the Christian marriages have the higher rate of divorce than people that are not Christians. So people be like, yeah, divorce, divorce rate is like 51 percent. But Christians lead lead that charge for divorces. And they supposed to be tapped into love. They supposed to be tapped into God, you know, and people would be like, ah, oh, that's all you need is like God and everything. burn it all work out, bro. We're just going to stick it out. Whatever happens, we'll just we'll just work through it. Bruh, 
Are we going to work through it? Because like I said, I repeat this. Are we really brothers and sisters in Christ? Are we really taking the time to get to know somebody? You know? Even 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 before we cast the judgments, you know, and thinking like even even in just being honest, like, man, we we even just scared to tell some people like, well, what they actually are doing wrong. You know, like that. That's where we find ourselves. Like, I can't I can't I don't I, I don't think I can tell nobody that. But it's like, bro, if it if it's wrong, why not tell them, you know, if you care about them, if you love them, you know, or even then how, how it works is. Why eventually tell them and then be like, yeah, I don't want nothing to do with them. Like, why not make sure that they actually correct this, they fix this, man, so that, that they can have better relationships with other people. So they can have better rapport with other people. Like, when do we, when does life stop being about ourselves, you know? And in essence, that's really what this, you know, even this, like, really me getting baptized, like, represents for me, man. Even repenting and being baptized at that and thinking, like, man, like, you know... Man, I, I I wasn't the best person. I'm still not the best person. But to think like, man, you know, man, my my best friend made a decision, you know, to still say like, hey, you know, I got invited to come to this church, man. You should come. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to get baptized today. You know, and the thing, like I said about my, my campus minister, man, like really just was like, hey. You know, I'm going to bring you in on my life. I used to think Christians was boring. That was another thing. I used to I used to be like, oh, these are some of the boringest people based on like how I was living when I was in high school. Being a Christian seemed so boring. But, you know, you just took one guy, one guy to show me like, no, like we really living over here. Life is fun over here. Life is amazing over here. Life is free over here. Life is honest over here. You know, and it's, it's one of the greatest, it's the greatest decision that I've ever made in my life. Legitimately, one of the greatest decisions I've ever, ever made in my life. I don't regret any bit of it. You know, I don't. Even in thinking like so much that I did to myself along, along this way, even with my, with my own struggles. And in thinking like, I, you know, I find myself in a place now where like I'm trying to be, you know, a better friend than my friend. I'm trying to be I'm trying to work on being less argumentative. I'm trying to work on being less, you know, more understanding, listening. You know, I'm in I'm in a new relationship now where, I, you know, I really I really try to see so much of the world through my woman's eyes now. Like like instead of always trying to have like my my view or my take on things where like I'm really trying to like understand like her, like as a person and thinking like. Like even man, like I'm just even loving like the, the the freedom that I've been you know given in essence of like her even just letting me be myself and works through some things and being honest with her like like I you know where it's like I can really honestly say like when I'm saying like you know I love you to somebody else like at at the least two times a day where it's like you know I I really mean that when I say it like I really know this person means it when they say it to me like when they look at me you know like. You know, it's, 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 man, it, it's, it's, it's so different. It's, it's so different though, but it's like, I know all this stems from when I really, I really tapped in trying to trying to better my relationship with God and loving people more. And I realized, you know, that the more that I, I found myself loving God, it was easier to love his people. 
and I'm not even just saying the ones that's called, but everyone he's created, way more easier. You know, reading my scriptures and actually trying to live them out, you know, instead of just letting everything be theoretical, instead of just always putting these posts up on my stories, putting these tweets up or whatever, or a lot of stuff that I'm saying in my podcast, actually finding ways to live them out, to really live them out, to really be about what I'm talking about, to really be about what I claim to be in, like to really so people can see like, you know, I'm trying my best, you know, to say, obviously, I can't I can't speak for every man. I can't speak for every Christian. But, you know, what I can do is at least put out there. Somebody could say, well, you know, there I did run into a Christian. That loved me. Whether I whether, you know, I identify as a woman or a man, you know, had these had this happen to me in real life, had these conversations with people like to where I think like, you know, I had got out there and talked to some single mothers, you know, and been like, you know, trying to understand what's going on. And even now I find myself in a situation where, you know, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to bear the burden, you know. To even think like when I look at youth now to this day where I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to find out another way to like really get involved. And, you know, how do I how do I help somebody not think like how I, you know, used to think or think nobody cares about me? Nobody's worried about me. You know, nobody loves me. You know. Why is it, Why are these feelings still going on? To even think like how like women out here saying they, they need men to protect them. It's like, well, to think, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in situations where like I actually I actually do. You know, if if my friend is going off, walking off somewhere and a bunch of men is hassling her or heckling her, you know, to speed up and try to walk next to her to deflect all that, you know, to stop it so that women can be in peace so that women can be comfortable. You know, in essence of just trying to do my part and and love other humans, it's it's so much that we think like, oh, it's gonna take all this money, it's gonna take all this big platform, and it is, it's just gonna take us loving somebody. That's it. Jesus ain't have no money. Jesus ain't have no house. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? Like. We thinking it's going to be like, it's going to take all this stuff before we can, man, no, it's going to take us just to get up and get out there. That's what it's going to take. I know this episode is a little long. I shouldn't even say a little long, man. I'm seeing it. It's at like 55 minutes right now, you know, but I, you know, in essence, I'm just, I'm just finding myself in a place now where I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful these days. I'm thankful for all the love that I received that got me to this point. All the love that I'm still trying to pour out for everybody else. And I just want everybody to find themselves in a situation where, like, if, you know, if you have any answers, I mean, or need some answers about what's going on, please reach out to me. Please reach out to somebody you know, man, a pastor, anybody you know, a minister you know. Reach out, man. Get some help, man. Find some love. And if you if you can't, man, I'm telling you, you can find it here. Or I will try to find some for you. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all days. Peace.
Yeah. 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 Yeah.